Hi, everybody, and welcome to the fourth episode of Chase and David Make a Podcast. This is Chase Number Pumper. four. <laughs> Joined, as always, as you can tell, by David Webster. Howdy, howdy. All right, Webby, what do you got, what do you got for us this week? What's going on? Well, um, these last couple weeks, um, I've been been working a lot, been working some fives and twos, um, fives and threes, you know, whatever, whatever uh, days I can get off, but in my off time, um, I've been playing uh, a lot of uh, Final Fantasy XV, I know we talked about it on an earlier podcast, and uh, that game has has taken over my life. You've fallen down the rabbit hole. Time. Yeah, I, it started out, I went and um, I watched that, that uh, like, two-hour movie, Kingslave, Pretty good movie. Um, it was like, like you remember all the old like World of Warcraft trailers and everything that like that. A little bit, like, yeah. Super high res, like yeah. Um, that was pretty much that entire movie it was just like a Blizzard trailer. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> like the the dialogue was a little like, uh, but it had uh, it had Sean Bean and uh, the chick who plays Cersei Lannister. There were two characters in in that. Oh wow. And. Uh, it was yeah, it was just a but it was a it was a gorgeous, just absolutely um, amazing looking movie. Really enjoyed that, and then um, I started off playing uh, Final Fantasy Fifteen right, like right after, and the, the pacing definitely changes because the, the movie's kind of like about like politics and all this other thing, and then the game is just like, oh, this guy's getting married and he's he's having a bro trip with his his his, uh, his entourage pretty much like they're supposed to be his bodyguards, but they're like eh, you know they're they're his bros. So um, you go out and you kill monsters and you're you're trying to get to this place to marry this girl and a whole bunch of uh, crazy stuff happens without like that's the best uh, description I can give without like getting into the spoilers but it's it's really fun um, I would highly recommend it for anyone who's uh, like and you don't even have to be like a hardcore fan to get into it because this is probably the first Final Fantasy game I've played. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I know a whole bunch about 7, but, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I mean, I know you've been playing it. I started it a little bit just because you got it. I have it too, you know, and so um, I've been... I booted it up, and I tried playing it, and it's definitely... I, I mean, I'm coming. This is coming from a background of somebody who has never played Final Fantasy. I've never played any. I've never really played any kind of Japanese RPG before. So yeah, that's something that's. It's definitely different. Uh, yeah, I, I'd say that's fair. I don't think you necessarily need to have like played a whole lot of games like that to really understand what's going on. I think it does a good job of just kind of easing you into it and letting you figure out what kind of monster you've taken on. <laughs> yeah, and it's. It's uh, it's like I liken it back to uh, I mean, it, obviously it's it's got way better combat mechanics, but I mean if you if you were a fan of like Kingdom Hearts or like any of the older or some of the newer Final Fantasy games, it's pretty pretty awesome. Um, it's made. I mean, I guess that's because you know Kingdom Hearts is made by Square Enix, and um, so it, so it makes sense. But like the 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 combat feels really fluid, and um. Just the the stuff like it's really I mean really it's relaxing to play like you you uh, you jump from point to point um, basically you collect XP throughout the day but you don't actually get any of the benefits until you go and either make a camp somewhere or you stop at like a hotel so it is literally like a road trip and then you like you go through it and then one of your 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 uh, characters in your entourage his name's Pronto he has a he <laughs> carries around like, a camera with him. And during periodic points during the day or whatever, he'll take pictures, like, either during combat or, like, when you're just walking around a place. And you, like, review the pictures for your scrapbook. Like, it's a weird mechanic that they added into, but I'm not complaining about it because it adds a, um, you know, you can just, like, look back and be like, oh, yeah, I remember me and my, my virtual, ad- oh, man, this is, this is sounding real sad, actually. <laughs> I've got this scrapbook of me and my, my virtual friends hanging out. God forbid you go outside, David. Nah, man, that's that's what for video games are for, you know. <laughs> lock lock myself in for a couple days on the weekends, you know. I don't, who needs air? This filter filtrated air is fine. Well, I did. You know, we we talked a little about Square Enix there. Um, you know, I know this is something that like you know you would probably be definitely really into. They announced this like partnership with Square Enix and Marvel. We're gonna get uh, some kind of Avengers game. Uh, is that something yeah. that tickles you? Tickles your fancy? Well, yeah. I'm. I mean, I'm not like surprised that it, that it happened. You know, um, I was honestly, I was expecting something to be in like the newest uh, Kingdom Hearts game. Like, if they were gonna add something to that, because now Disney owns 
Marvel, but um, I think this this is a better direction, honestly. Like um, the the combat, um, they're like I feel like it'd be really really good, and I'm just curious of what the the story would be like if it would just be like um, the Avengers assembly for the first time, or if it would be like um, like you start off as one character and you just have to gather all these other people who've kind of split apart. So it'll, it'll be interesting to play and. I can't wait to see the the Square Enix uh, twist on these traditional characters because I know a while back they did a um, a character design for like DC characters for like Batman and uh, uh, Deadshot and or not yeah Deadshot and uh, the Joker and stuff and they looked pretty pretty twisted but um, it, at the same time they looked pretty badass at, so I kind of wonder how much they're gonna have to stick to. Uh, like the MCU establishment for a lot of these characters, or if they're going to be able to get into kind of some more originality, or if they're going to like you know maybe stick to more some different varieties from years and years of comics backlogs and things like that. Like you know they've uh, you know like the Telltale games and all those that have come out. Yeah, I think there's another one coming out that's supposed to be Avengers. Like there's a Telltale Avengers game in development, ah. and they've <laughs> I know they've said like it's going to be. Marvel Cinematic Universe version of the Avengers, and that's kind of what... I mean, it makes sense that that's what they're pushing, because that's their big... I would imagine that's probably, like, their biggest growing market right now. The comic books are are definitely, se- like, you know, are, are always selling and growing, but the, the movies have definitely, you know, launched into the mainstream, and so I wonder if this this game that they're coming out with, if, how much liberty they're going to give Square Enix to, to play with the characters, or if they're going to make them stick to what they've established in the movies. Yeah, and I I kind of hope that it's its own thing. Like I really really want uh it to be separate from the 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 cinematic universe because I just um like me and Chase we we watch Cinema Sins and everything and like their biggest complaint is like trying to understand a story from like um, like, why is this happening in this movie? And someone goes, well, you see, there was this uh, really obscure, not really advertised comic that came out uh, about two two months before this movie's released, but if you didn't read it, then that's probably why you're so confused. It's like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to put in that extra effort to understand a, a movie. Like, I feel like the movie should explain itself and what's going on. I mean, that's the, like, the, the stuff's cool for the fans, but, like, you have to have a movie um, to liken it to, like, um, like, Rogue One came out, right? Yeah, um, at, like at, for a Star Wars fan, great movie, just awesome. Like the Darth Vader scene, like you know which one I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, the scene at the end of the movie, like, like the Darth child. Vader scene. Yeah, the Darth Vader scene. Like there's two, but there's only one that's like the Darth Vader scene. But um, like great movie. But if like you're not a Star Wars fan and you go to see that and that's your first Star Wars f- movie, like it's would be confusing as hell like you have no idea what the heck's going on and i don't i feel like that's um it's hard to get new people into that and i know it's hard like star wars everyone knows about star wars what people would be new to stars you would be surprised how many people have never gone and seen a star Wars. oh yeah um yeah in fact one of the people i went with had only seen uh episode seven and then we went to go see Rogue One. So he was super confused. Didn't tell any of us until the end. He was like, oh, I didn't think it was, that was like, that good of a movie. We just kind of all turned him. Like, what? He's <laughs> like, I just, I, I don't understand. Where's, where's, uh, where's Finn? And where's, where's the... And we are like, oh. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, well, yeah, when there's that many movies out there, you know, you've got prequels. I mean, Star Wars is the worst of it. Because there's so many, you know, there's prequels and there's sequels and there's sequels to the prequels and there's TV shows and <laughs> yeah. extended universe and novels that used to be canon but aren't canon anymore and it's i mean it, yeah it's, it's, it's that's got to be just a nightmare for somebody who you know didn't grow up with that stuff and is just trying to get into it as an adult and there's a back catalog that's literally an entire universe uh, yeah, and if if you're not into that, then you're not going to put in that effort. Like, you know, I I, I want to be like, hey, man, okay, we'll do this Star Wars marathon with you, but he doesn't really seem that interested in doing that. So it's like, well, ah, uh, god dang it. Like, <laughs> I think Harry Potter's really bad about that, too. Like, I really love yeah, Harry like Potter. I've, I've loved, I've grown up on Harry Potter books. I read those when I was a little kid. I mean, I went to all the midnight releases for the books, and I went to the movies as they came out, and I was just hugely stoked on it. And it's they're really easy to watch for me because I know like Harry Potter story and lore and all that stuff like the back of my hand like I can explain all kinds of weird and obscure stuff about that series just because I was so uh-huh. into it growing up. But like people who aren't into it who just watch the movies, 
they're bad movies from that perspective because they don't they just like as the series goes on they rely so much on you kind of understanding from the book's deeper explanation i feel like in order to actually like they're good movies and they're fun but i feel like there's a lot of stuff where they just leave you really confused as to what's happening or what's really going on because it just kind of assumes, well, oh, they read the book, so we can just kind of, you know, show it on the screen as opposed to really making sure that we explain what the heck is going on. Yeah. Like, oh, it makes sense because they, they read it. I liken it to, like, fan fiction. Like, if you like if you take someone who doesn't know a series or whatever and you have them read – like, it could be really good fan fiction. and But you have them read that they don't know what the hell's going on because, they, like, cause, you know, when you write, write that sort of stuff, you take, like – you're like, okay, well, these people already know what this is, so I'm not going to describe this location or this object or this vehicle or whatever. I'm just going to say the name, and then people will imagine it. Like, So, um, yeah, I can imagine that with, like, Harry Potter or Star Wars. It's kind of feeling the same effect. Like, people just like, I I mean, I want to understand, but uh, how? <laughs> Without, like, throwing, a like, a Bible of, like, a Star Wars Bible at them, so. Well, you know, um... There's all this movie stuff, you know, we getting into, but I mean, it's definitely a time of year for the movies with the Oscars. Uh, yeah, you know, definitely. they they just got announced. Um, I don't, David, have you seen any of the Best Picture nominees, or is there any like movies from the Oscars that you definitely remember that stuck out to you? Have you seen any of them? Um, I haven't seen the list. Um, I think Arrival's on there. Though, yeah, right. Uh, I tell you, I've got the list was... here. Um, okay. Best Picture nominees are La La Land, Arrival, Lion. Heller Highwater, Hidden Figures, Moonlight, and Hacksaw Ridge. Oh, and Manchester by the Sea and Fences. I <laughs> I have heard of maybe three of those movies. Right. There's Okay, a lot of them I've heard of. Not all of them I fully know what they are. And uh, there's a couple of them that I definitely want to see. Um, yeah. You know, college student, it's hard to find the time or the, the budget to go find these movies while they're still in theaters. So usually I end up having to wait till they come out and on DVD or preferably come to Netflix for me to get to watch a lot of these. Um, but, you know, I know some people were starting to think that uh, Deadpool might actually get some kind of nomination or at least Ryan Reynolds might get a, a nomination yeah. for an actor or something like that. But, um, you know, he, he uh, you know, obviously Deadpool... Well, I guess not obviously, but uh, Deadpool didn't get any nominations for for any category, um, and I know that that was a movie that you were you you were a really big Deadpool oh. fan, right, David? Yeah. yeah so um, I'm the <laughs> I'm definitely the guy that went um, for Halloween as Deadpool in a full uh, suit, <laughs> like went out, uh, spent a little money on it, uh, wanted it to look real good in case you know I wanted to use it for like a convention or something because something i've always wanted to go out and do with my nerdy ass but would you um, describe yourself as so random no i would not um that's <laughs> that's kind of the problem though is like the fan base for deadpool uh i mean it's uh like don't get me wrong good good movie like spectacular movie but like people um how do i say this <laughs> um like just throwing you under the bus yeah pretty much um well like um, like, uh, all Ryan Reynolds as someone who, like, I feel like he should have at least gotten a, a nomination for it, um, for, like, someone who's completely embodied the characters, like, he, he's really, like, been struggling to get this movie out, like, re- really, um, because I think it was, it wasn't him that leaked the, the trailer, like, the CGI one way back in the day, was it? Honestly, it may have um, been, for all I know. Um, yeah, like he he's been trying to get this off the ground. He's pretty much Deadpool, like the embodiment of him. Like if there's anyone that I've ever seen that's exemplified a character more, it's it's probably him. So I feel like he should have gotten at least something. Um as for the movie, it was hilarious, probably the best comedy I've seen in a long time. Um Yeah, and I think that if like, you know, if the Oscars were structured more like the Golden Globes where they had like a best picture in drama and a best picture in comedy that it's possible it could have gotten a comedy nomination, but I think with with what they consider and their standards a little bit different um, for what they yeah. look at for best picture overall, I think that's I think it would have been really hard for uh, Deadpool to get in there when you know just a mate like some of the best superhero movies like Dark Knight, uh, you know like they yeah. barely I think Dark Knight was a nominee back in two thousand eight, uh-huh. but I think it was like just barely 
Like, it was more of just, like, yeah, we're just going to go ahead and recognize this, but there's no way we're actually going to give it the award. Yeah, and I feel like that's that's a curse from being like a superhero movie or whatever. Like I didn't I didn't like I, like I said, Deadpool was a good movie, but I didn't like leave the theater like thinking something or like I was I was completely blown away by it because it was so funny and just so vulgar. But like I don't know, I don't think it meets their criteria sort of thing. And uh, um, as much as I'd like to see it get a nomination, I can understand why it wouldn't. And I don't get the the fanboy rage, which is what I was trying to explain earlier. Is the the Deadpool fan fan group is uh, very passionate about their their hero, especially like all the people that go to the conventions dressed as Deadpool, because you'll find about twenty of them. <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah, that's always a really common cosplay of things like that. Uh, I do think I really hope what they do with this uh, one thing. I think they could do anyways is just to have Deadpool come, like, have a Deadpool segment uh-huh. at the uh, at the award show, where, you know, you get Ryan Reynolds <laughs> just in the costume, and he just shows up and just starts ripping on the award ceremony or something about being snubbed or, or something oh, like man, that. that'd be funny. I think that would he, be hysterical. Yeah, you know, if they, get, if they brought Deadpool in, like, just kind of as, like, that's their way of recognizing the the movie and I I think that would almost be more in line like I'm not a huge comics person I never really read a whole lot of comic books um I mean I I really liked a lot of superhero stuff growing up but that was mostly through a lot of the animated cartoons that were on TV like the Batman animated series or the Teen Titans or Justice League and all those cartoons that were on Saturday morning growing up Mm. but I feel like what I do know of yeah, Deadpool, just, like, it would be more in line with that character than just, like, to give him a trophy than to just kind of give him five or ten minutes to just kind of run loose around the award ceremony and just kind of poke fun at it. Yeah, that would, yeah, it would definitely fit. And that's, I guess that's also one of the things, like I said, yeah, the, like, conventions and everything, like, there's a bunch of people uh, being Deadpool and everything, but to be honest with you, like, just because of his character... It's a lot of fun to do that. Like, you get to pretty much interact with anyone at a convention as, like, Deadpool. And, like, you can interact with them as their character and, like, have a lot of fun. Like, um, I went to a Halloween party or whatever, and I just made a bunch of jokes with, like, people who were dressed up and stuff like that. And, like, that would be something that Deadpool would do sort of thing. So, um, I am guilty of that. But that's, it's a lot of fun. It's a fun character, and that's why a lot of people like to, to do that, so. Now... Uh, one movie, one superhero movie that is coming out that I think it just looks absolutely awesome, and I hope that they make it. Uh, I hope it lives up to this hype that it's stirring. Is Logan? Oh my oh, god, and, dude! I knew. Oh, yes, <laughs> it just this old, weathered Wolverine, Hugh Jackman character. And I honestly, yeah. I like. It is so weird to see Wolverine in a movie when I've seen Les Mis. And so I'm just a man, like, every time I see Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, I'm also imagining him as Jean Valjean. <laughs> that's, that's the, the It's the, a really the weird disconnect. Logan is going to be a musical. Um, they didn't really want to tell anything. <laughs> Patrick Stewart's really ex- excited about it. Um, I would, I would love to see that. That would be, what a I would love to, Hugh Jackman, Patrick Stewart doing a musical as Wolverine and <laughs> Professor X would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Ian McKellen would sign on for that in a heartbeat. Are you oh kidding me? <laughs> Hollywood, make it happen, please. Oh, be so great. Yes, yeah, so whoever's listening, the deep uh, reaches of the internet, make make it happen. Yeah, I'm sure we've reached but... we've reached all the way out to <laughs> to Hollywood executives. Yeah, listening to if two idiots in their which closet. I know you're not. <laughs> That's what we're going to rebrand um, the podcast but, as one day. It's just two idiots in a closet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but, yeah, no, it, it like, you know, we're, we're having fun poking fun at this, but this looks like a really kind of, like, not, well, no, dark, definitely dark, but, like, very somber, like, sobering film. Like, especially when the, with the, what was it, the first, tra- was it the first trailer that had the Johnny Cash, like... Um, yeah, well, and, like, song in the background. Like, they just had, they, I think they just, like, released a poster today um, that's, uh-huh. like, just a zoom in on Hugh Jackman's uh, face, and he's just, like, these, like, really bloodshot eyes, and he just looks, like, really aged. Uh, just really haggard yeah, and stuff. Yeah, so, I don't know. I hope they don't kind of go, like, too over the top with it. I know that people were worried uh-huh. that they were going to press the R rating just because of, like, Deadpool's success. 
Um, yeah. I don't know if that's really what's going to happen. I I didn't see an image of... Uh, it was uh, Hugh Jackman with Ryan Reynolds, and I can't remember who the other guy was, but it was another person involved with, with the Fox's X-Men franchise. Uh-huh. Um, I hope that... If that turns in anything on TV, it's in Deadpool 2 and not in Logan. Because I yeah, really don't yeah. want to see Deadpool and Logan. I'm hoping this is a little bit more serious than that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If it, I will be upset. <laughs> like, I love Deadpool. Awesome character. If he shows up in, like... <laughs> like, if he sh- like, as soon as he shows up in any movie that isn't about him, I automatically lose interest. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> he just takes you out of it. Like, that's like the whole thing about him. Stuff he, Yeah. Because um, he's going to break the fourth wall. He's going to break my immersion into it. Uh, no, thank you. But, like, if if uh, Wolverine shows up in Dead, uh, Deadpool 2, that would be that would be awesome. It would be an awesome cameo. Um, <laughs> I didn't know if you saw the, the promotional trailer that came out with, like, um, who's, uh, who's, his, who's his best buddy or whatever, or, like, arch nemesis. Uh, um, I'm gonna mess up his name. It starts with a C. It's like Kling or something. Oh, dang it! I, hang on. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know the Deadpool. Uh, I don't know the Deadpool lore. Is it Cable? Cable. I know that's the character Cable. they're talking yeah. about. Okay, that's. I know that's the character they're talking about in the next movie. Um, yeah. So yeah, one of the eyes is like lit up yellow for I guess Cable. So that'll that'll be interesting because apparently they're both a hilarious bunch. But I think they're. I want to say they're like. They start off nemesises and then they start working together, but apparently they're like two peas in a pod. So yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to watch that. <laughs> yeah, I and, I know that movie's kind of gone through some uh, interesting production issues. So I hope that <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they're going to really be able to to kind of. I mean, part of what Deadpool was so good was it was just so different and it was so. Uh, it was very, very unique. It was, you know, we'd yeah. never seen a superhero movie like that. And, uh, I mean, it's, you know, there have been, you know, more comic superhero movies, but nothing like that. Nothing that literally no, just like... poked fun at itself, kind of was willing to call itself stupid, call the whole genre stupid while also actually making a really good movie. Um, yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm really excited to see how they try to do that same thing, that do something different at the same time. If that makes any sense at all. Yeah, I hope, I hope it's not just a rehash. Is basically what I'm trying to get at here. I hope they uh-huh. don't just you know rehash this. Like, hey, look, it's a superhero who swears a lot, and that's that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah. Which I, I not. The, I don't think Ryan Reynolds, if he gets as much control as he would have. It would be that way, but I think if enough studio executives get into it because the first movie had so much success, yeah, it that's fall that's into what the, definitely the worries of the me. Caribbean, uh, syndrome or whatever. Yes, God, they really, yeah, they didn't get that the the uh, what what made the first film really good. They just took something else that they thought was what made the first movie good, and then they ran with that. Like, hey, you like Jack movies. Sparrow? Here's three hours straight of nothing but yeah. Jack Sparrow. <laughs> yeah, and. Um, yeah, they they didn't. You really, like Deadpool they talking about his weird penis? Here's 48 hours straight, a pure marathon in the movie theater. You will be glued to your seat literally, as Ryan Reynolds talks about his weird Deadpool penis. <laughs> yeah, I hope it's not like that because I just remember driving home from the third movie, which was like three hours long, and my dad was like, "I I, I didn't really like that movie," and I just kind of looked at him and I was like, "Yeah, I didn't." I didn't either. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, Deadpool two doesn't doesn't fall into that trap. Um, I'm thinking it, it. I mean, he's gonna have Cable there, so they're gonna be able to riff off each other. So I feel like it will be different enough to be entertaining. So I've got high hopes for it. Yeah, uh, and I, you know, we'll, I'll move on to some of the other movie stuff I've seen uh, come out recently. But the you know, another big thing that a lot of people are are getting the internet's getting really hyped about is uh, we have a title for Star Wars, and uh, that's pretty much all it takes to generate hype about Star Wars. at yeah. This point is just the smallest shred of information, and the internet goes nuts with it. 
Oh, I can. There's already like four or five movie pilot articles uh, talking about the title. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure. There's, I mean, you know, how many YouTube videos are there of somebody, you know, just explaining their theory of of what the the title means or the fact that the <laughs> font is in red this time instead of yellow, and it's. I mean, it's just yeah. erupting. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, we both love Star Wars. You and I are huge Star Wars yeah. fans. I loved the the Force Awakens. I, you know, we saw that together. Do you? Um, you know, yeah, we I both remember. really, really liked it coming out of the theater. Has awesome. that yeah. has that feeling changed for you? I know for some people, kind of after the initial new glossy sheen wore off, they kind of maybe fell off on it a little bit. Uh, I mean, I oh, okay. I I thought it was an awesome movie. I remember like watching it and just like. Being in the movie theater, I know like the prequels came out and everything, but it was like, holy crap! I'm watching. I'm in the movie theater watching Star. Yeah, oh, this, is, this is actually happening. Well, and those prequels, and, like, when those it. came out, you know, you and I were so young. Uh, yeah, like, we went to did. them when they were fun, but we don't really have that much recollection of it. Yeah, exactly. And you weren't able to think critically about movies like you are now, and you like watch the second <laughs> episode back when you like, actually oh. liked Jar Jar. Yeah, exactly. Um... But no, I like I like the seventh movie. I will admit that it's kind of a rehash of the fourth, but they kind of had to do that in order to like make sure that the fan base didn't just murder them, <laughs> I, like by going in a different direction. You know, yeah. I'll look at like you know South Park did its whole season based on that that joke that the seventh movie is basically just a remake of the fourth one, and I I don't feel I didn't feel like it was that bad. I. I, you know, I feel like those complaints are a little bit unwarranted, especially without... Yeah, definitely. Ha- I mean, it's it's intended to be one part of a three-part series. You know, each of the... Mm-hmm. Each, the prequel trilogy and the, you know, the original trilogy, they're all three parts of one story. And... Yeah. It's, you know, it's... Or at least with those two, three parts of... Two parts of one story. And this one, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, it's... Yeah. I, I I feel like it's just really hard to judge something like that without seeing you know the things that it it may actually be setting up for in the in the next two movies that we just don't actually get to see. Um, yeah, exactly. And and I I thought it was like yeah, it was the plot was kind of like similar. You know, big to, like I really feel like one of the only simulators was big uh, big planet destroying thing gets blown up at the end at the end sort of thing like wise old mentor gets killed and that's real like that's really a spoiler by the way um (laughs) but but like those were the really the only i felt like it was different enough the way with the characters with um like uh all the new new uh characters they added um i i just felt it was it was there was enough differences that it was not uh, an exact retelling, and I'm looking forward to um, the the next one, which is uh, the Last Jedi, starring Tom Cruise. So, I've been waiting. To you had to shoehorn that in there, didn't you? Had to shoehorn yeah, that was, awful was, joke. It was going to be in here somewhere. That 80 <laughs> percent of our listeners right now are just hearing and going, "What the hell does Tom Cruise have to do with this movie? And why is it a joke to say that he's in it?" Is it because he's as tall as Yoda? I don't. I don't understand. (laughs) IMDb will do you wonders. (laughs) Man, do you think any like? I mean, I I was watching because I I I just recently watched this, which is why it's so fresh in my memory. With it's like my mom's favorite movie, apparently. But for uh, those of you who haven't been able to figure out, Webby is referring to the Last Samurai. (laughs) Go ahead and just kill the fun. Yeah, you know. No, yeah, we'll we'll make it easier for you, but yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm guessing the the Last Jedi is pretty much referring to Luke. Um, I've heard like rumors or whatever, and read articles where they're they're kind of they're trying to not get away from, but like the whole Sith versus Jedi thing. It's kind of like no, like the Force is an ever changing thing, and it's not always going to be Jedi and Sith. There's just going to be like a light side and a dark side and they, there's a balance and it doesn't need to be with Jedi and Sith. It can be with anything really. So I feel like that's what they're leading up with, with like the last Jedi, like this is the last Jedi. And then from now on, something else is going to take its place. So, um, I don't know. That's, that's my take on it. Uh, 
don't know if you had any thoughts on the title, but that's all that's all I've got. Yeah, as I just rant, ranted and raved against everybody making their theories and based on just three words. Um, <laughs> hey, we never claim not to be hypocrites on this show, but... so just, let, just putting it out there. Yeah, I mean, that's the only thing. I mean, that's what I, you know, I guess if I had to make a guess as to what it would be, I would think it would be something like that where, um, you know, the they, you know, maybe disband the the whole notion of being Jedi and, and try to create something new, um, from, from that. And maybe like something that they, they think would be an improvement, a revolution, yeah. Yeah, if you will, like the whole, oh, go ahead. Viva la Coruscant. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking like, uh, maybe it's just like kind of a, maybe a, maybe like a, like when you're talking about that, maybe it's just like a blending of the two. Like now force is just going to be, there's not going to be like hard lines. Everyone just can be gray, I guess. <laughs> there's no more light side and dark side. There's just, you know, shade. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I mean the extended universe stuff, um, I, you know, I, I never really read a whole lot of it, but I've read into some of it, kind of looked up and just seen explanations and kind of plot summaries and things like that on articles shared online. And when there's been so many people have gotten creative with the Star Wars universe and have kind of described that it's uh-huh. been a little bit more, uh, kind of a little bit more ambiguous where the, you know, they kind of cast the, you know, the lighter side is the Jedi is a little bit more hypocritical and the, and the dark side is just people who are just trying to, or are, are just a little bit more, uh, humanistic and just trying to, to achieve the, uh, achieve things. Um, Yeah. That aren't necessarily inherently evil. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's like it's that's one of the things I always like kind of about the comic. It's like when you look back, it's like well, Sith are like more uh, what's what's the word? Starts starts with an A. It's not arrogance, but like ambition. They're ambitious. Yeah, they're they're trying to get their they're They're the Slytherins of the Star Wars galaxy. Yeah, (laughs) which is probably (laughs) why I'm starting to sympathize with them a little bit as I read this stuff because I was. I've been forced into Slytherin and trying to fight the propaganda by Pottermore. <laughs> Don't believe everything you read, kids. Gryffindor conspiracy will die someday. <laughs> Slytherin is an honorable house. We're not all bad. Yeah, but Gryffindors are just um, pompous yeah, asses. I don't know. Sometimes I like that stuff where, you know, it paints the bad guys in, like, a different light. But sometimes, you know, you just need a villain. Sometimes people are just dicks to be dicks. Well, I mean, um, it, it, you know, they're movies. It go, it, I'm yeah. going get, to get crucified if certain areas of the internet heard me say that. But, it, I mean, at the end of the day, they're just movies that came from George Lucas, who, who's just – he's not a writer. I mean, he's not a deep writer. Uh, you know, we he, you, know mm-hmm. you read any of the stuff that comes from – the behind the scenes and the people who worked with Lucas. I mean, all the best lines and, and stuff is the, the, the movie that the people consider, a lot of people consider the best movie is, uh, the empire strikes back. You, you, you and Lucas had very little to do with that movie. You know, I mean the, the best lines in that are, uh-huh. you know, when Leia, uh, gets, uh, thrown in, uh, or when, when Han gets, you know, frozen at the end of the movie, and uh, there's the whole I love you, I know s- sequence between Han and Leia. And, uh, you know, that wasn't written by Lucas. That was ad-libbed by, Han- by Harrison Ford. And, uh, I mean, by Han Solo, yeah, I mean, you know, know, famous actor. <laughs> Lucas's main goal was to write a very simple good versus evil, uh, light versus dark uh-huh. story, and to sell toys. I yeah. mean, they, yeah. they ha- the, he has stated that a lot of the decisions, especially in Return of the Jedi, happen because they were just trying to sell toys. Because when he sold that movie, he negotiated toy rights and merchandise rights, and that's yeah. why he became so goddamn smart rich. Um, <laughs> Not a very good writer, very smart businessman. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, Alec Guinness did the same thing. The guy who played Obi-Wan hated Star Wars. He hated the movie yeah. so much. But he also was like, hey, you know, there's going to be people who are actually gonna, probably going to like this. So uh, just give me 2%. I'll just take two percent, and he was in nothing else ever again. <laughs> he didn't need to be. He just ceased to exist, much like his physical body. I think he just did a lot of stage stuff. I'm pretty sure he was like more of a Shakespearean actor. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I actually have, I honestly have no idea why he did Star Wars. I'm sure there's a story out there, but 
Like apparently, all he did was rip on it. He thought it was beneath him. He was he, he was a classically trained Shakespearean actor, like a lot of those guys were. Uh-huh. And uh, like especially on the Empire side, a lot of the like the grand, I think the Grand Moff Tarkin. I can't remember his name uh, now off the top of my head, uh, but yeah, um, you know, I'm pretty sure he was like another one of those. He was another Shakespearean actor who just they just got to do this random sci-fi movie in the 70s. Yeah, and that was that was another thing that was kind of weird about Rogue One. Um, uh, I guess, well, spoiler, he's alive in Rogue One, considering it's a prequel. But they totally, uh, they totally CGI'd him in. Can you spin that? Is that a spoiler? Uh, you know, the fact that it's a prequel. I mean, you might have not have noticed it watching on the big screen because I didn't when I first saw him, and then I was like, something is off about him, and I was like, holy fuck, he's CGI. Well, yeah, he's been dead for twenty years. <laughs> I I did not know that until after that, I'd seen it. How old that guy was in the seventies when that movie came out? I mean, like, yeah, Peter know, Cushing. Peter Cushing. I just so looked like, him up. That guy was born mind, in nineteen thirteen. Well, no, I didn't. I didn't think it was him. I thought it was like maybe a, a lookalike actor because the voice is obviously different. But and I was like, oh, he's CGI, and also like like a foot taller than everyone, which is also unsettling. Yeah, he was just looking down at everybody. Yeah, I was like, I don't remember this him being this tall. Like, that was my biggest complaint. Well, there's also, like, the fact that I think in all of his scenes, he was with Darth Vader. It was supposed to be, like, seven feet. Like, I'm pretty sure yeah. the actor they had in the suit was, like, like he was an NBA player, pretty much. Like, he was almost, like, I think he was, like, close to 7'5". I think he was, like, 7'3", oh, or wow. something like that. <laughs> him and Chewie, you know, like, super, super tall people. Yeah. Like, I, I think the dude who plays Chewbacca is like what seven? Something like that. They're just huge. Foot. They just got really yeah, big guys to just wear a suit <laughs> and just sweat. Yeah, I can't imagine. No, me neither. Um, but yeah, like that was weird that <laughs> they made him CGI. Um, which, um, I guess I don't know if that crosses some lines, but I guess if this his estate or whoever is in charge of that is all right with it, I guess that's cool. Yeah, some people were really weird. I think some people are kind of weirded out by that. Um, you know, they had like they had CGI Carrie Fisher in there too, even though she was still alive. But they, you know, they youthed her up a little bit. Um, yeah, and then that was that was shortly before Speaking they of, they uh, had the news that she passed away. Um, yeah, it's it, you know it's it it's been a while now, and it's it's just kind of. I mean, obviously, it's incredibly sad for you know for that family because her I, I can't remember what her name is now, but her mom, who's a who's an actress, also passed away. I think like two or three days after that. Yeah, uh, that was the crazy part. Was like, yeah, oh my God. <laughs> so you know, they have some siblings who um, I know she have, have said uh, what their family's been going through. Um, yeah, the only thing I knew her mom from was Halloween know, Town, a Disney Channel original movie. Yeah, I was about uh, to say, I know she was a big like contributor to that show <laughs> so, um, but, um i had a lot of friends who were big fans of halloween town who were very very depressed yeah i know they've said that uh you know she you know carrie fisher finished her filming for star wars 8 but um they had i guess they said they had big plans for that character going into episode 9 so they're probably gonna have to do they probably had to do some kind of reworking of the story and the and the script for that so. yeah yeah, it's that's it's going to be interesting to to see what what becomes of Star Wars in the next, I guess four years. It'll be, it'll be another two years before we get Episode Nine. Isn't that the 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 schedule they're following? Something like that. Yeah, it's like, it's like every this two anthology years. movie um, every two years like... and every other year, and then the next year is the main entry. Yeah, I'm just hoping they don't do like the Paul Paul Walker like oh, touch gosh. up, which I guess. I wasn't a big fan, like, uh, Fast and the Furious fan, so I didn't really notice as much as other people, but some people were like, man, that was weird, like, watching that movie. Never seen a Fast and the Furious movie? Perfectly fine with keeping it that way. Well, I mean, if... <sighs> Never mind. I was gonna, I was gonna... No, Come you know what? Me, I, no, David. I'm gonna advocate Come for Come at it. me. All right. <laughs> so, the Fast Fight and the me, Furious Internet. movies, right? <laughs> If you just want something on, the gauntlet maybe has in been the background, thrown. or just something to watch, like a bad movie. I'm just going to keep talking over David until I mean, he gets not, ragey. I mean... God damn it. Um, no, uh, please Tokyo continue. Drift is the best, regardless if it's a... If it's a... If it's a... Alright, I'm done. I'm done. Go, go watch them if you want. If you need something to watch. 
I'm out. <laughs> oh, this is awful Tokyo radio. The best one. Oh, I'm terrible. People are gonna hate me. Oh. But uh, speaking speaking of uh, of death. Um, oh God, David, really? Was, uh... That's what you're gonna do with this? I'm gonna go I mean, ahead and voice my disapproval somehow, right now. Right. I'm gonna voice my disapproval on this right now. But go ahead and continue. <laughs> um, speaking of death, um, death is not very far from near death, which um, <laughs> as someone who was almost in an automobile accident uh, yesterday or not yesterday, a couple days ago, while I was uh, I was on on the job. Um, You're terrible. Do you have these moments where like? Time slows down, and I like to call them the the this is it moment, where you see whatever impending doom or death is approaching you, and you just, you know, you get really calm, and you get really peaceful, and everything kind of slows down for a second, and you're like, uh, this, this, this is it. Um, so I had that <laughs> happen a couple days ago, um, pulled out, or a vehicle pulled out in front of me, had to slam on the brakes, and, um... But I was I was wondering I was I was going to ask Chase this, but I, I decided to save it for the podcast. If if he had had any of these moments, and uh, if he would um, be cool with sharing them on on the podcast, so Chase. So, you asked that question, and I had to think about it for a little while. Um, I haven't had too many, luckily for me, luckily for that. But uh, I'm, I'm still young, so we'll see. We'll see uh, how close the Reaper gets to me. Uh, in the coming years, but, uh, there was one incident that I remember. Um, so there was a brief time where my family lived in Florida. All right. And I've, I've ranted uh-huh. and raved to you about how much I just love the state of Florida. Um, <laughs> for, uh, for those of you keeping track at home, we should have 49 states, but I digress. <laughs> Anyways, we had to live in Florida. We had to live in Florida for a while. Um, So what? uh, Uh My dad was a pilot, or he he still is a pilot, but he he was a pilot in Florida. And the guy he worked for, or worked with, at least I don't know what the what the hierarchy was at the office, but this there was this guy he worked with who had a son uh, who raced go karts, right? Uh And so he. Uh, he told my dad, you know, hey, if you ever want to bring your kids out to the track, we can go out here and we can, uh, I've got, we've got two go-karts now. Um, he, they can uh, race, they can drive around in the other one. And so he took him up on that. We went out there one day. And these aren't like the, uh, you know, like the go-karts where you go to one of those like fun parks and everything where they've got this track and they've got the, uh, they they only go so fast because of safety things. These are like these actual go karts that these guys like take around to places and race competitively. So they go way oh, wow. faster than that. Um, <laughs> the one we had didn't get up that fast. They put a governor on it so that we couldn't drive it that fast because we had never done that before. And I mean, like uh-huh. I was the oldest at thirteen. I think is how old I was at the time. So you know, my brother and sister were. Uh, Heck, Jack might not have even been 10 yet, so neither of them are even 10. Um, and so they didn't want it to go too fast. But uh, So I was driving in this go-kart, right? And we were taking turns going around, and we had to go out in the group. Uh, so we had to kind of wait until everybody else was ready to go out there. <clears throat> uh-huh. And uh, so I had gone a couple of times now. And basically, the track was set up so that you started out on this uh, kind of straightaway, and then there was a whole lot of loops and everything, and you'd come back around, and you just keep doing laps like that. And uh-huh. I was, I think, on my third time out. So this is my third trip driving around the track for a few laps. And I was starting to get a little too cocky, <laughs> starting to get a little oh, too big for my understanding of how uh, <laughs> how this go-kart karting thing worked. And... Um, uh-huh. So I'm driving around in this thing, and I realized that, uh, you know, you could go really fast in that straightaway, and then you had to kind of, you know, watch your speed around the corners and everything. And I was starting to kind of speed up around the corner to get extra time for acceleration going around on that straightaway. And so I had done that a couple of times. I was kind of pushing my luck a little bit, pushing my luck a little bit and going faster. And so there was uh, finally one lap where I came around... Except, I didn't come around. I hit the <laughs> oh, gas, God. and instead of turning, 
I just kept going straight. Oh, no. <laughs> so here's here's where it gets better. So instead of hitting this turn, I just keep going straight forward. There's this embankment. So there's actually a hill. I don't know what idiot designed this thing this way and didn't consider that my dumbass would not consider this. So uh, clearly they're at fault and not me for this. But I just go straight up this hill, launch up this thing. I am oh, now flying no. in the air in this go-kart that does not belong to me. <laughs> and so then the, everything is now in slow motion. I have no concept of ever, anything that's going on around me. All I know is my go-kart is no longer on the ground. Next thing I know, I have now begun my descent. The front end of the go-kart hits into this chain link fence that's also like with oh a bunch of God. hay bales up against it. So I hit into the fence. The back end, oh the moment God. that happened, just whoo, just slams down. <gasps> Jesus Christ. I am so the first thing that happens to me is I now I'm in I'm in like one of those suits that like NASCAR drivers wear. So I'm in, I don't, yeah, I'm, like the fl- so I didn't really get scraped up. Ones. Yeah. I don't really know if it was really flame retardant or not, but it was just some extra ones they, they had lying around. Um, uh-huh. and I had on a helmet, I had on like a racing helmet. Um, so that I had that, excuse me. Sorry. That's disgusting. Um, <laughs> that's what everybody wants to hear. Audio blog yeah. listeners. Uh, and so <laughs> I just roll out of this thing and all these medics are, um, coming over and uh, I, I guess I don't know why they had all these medics out for something that wasn't even an event they just must always be on standby at this place um, I want to get sued. yeah but the, well the thing is is like it's not like I don't know what exactly it was it wasn't like a business where you went out and like rented track time or whatever I thought it was just like this random track that these like competitive people maintained um, uh-huh. so it wasn't like open like to the general public you had to like you know actually be a little bit more serious about it. Um, but anyway, like there's a bunch of these staff people who come over and I've like rolled out of the go-kart at this point, just laying on the ground. I cannot breathe. I have no, like I'm, they, uh, like, like I thought for a second, or at least they thought for a second, like I had like collapsed a lung and, Oh man, I had not. Um, but I was just lying there. They took the helmet off of me. I think I'm trying to remember how this went. And I just remember, uh, a voice coming through somebody's walkie talkie they had on their belt and uh saying something like hey we got a really bad wreck over here by track number six or something like that and i just thought to myself man it must suck to be that guy (laughs) no concept they were talking about me they they were talking about you (laughs) god damn dude that's the closest i've ever come i know yeah um I've had uh, several, um, but I will uh, only share one. There was, there was one, or there's two that stick out in my memory. There was one, uh, one was traffic related, and the other was uh, choking related. Um, but uh, the choking one was really scared because I was I was by myself, and like if I had, if I had died there, no one would have found me for a good, probably like a day. That's but. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it was it was a splendid thought. The the one I wanted to talk about was um back in high school, um after after our productions and everything, we would have a uh, a cast party, which I tell you what, our cast parties were um they were as lit. the kids like to say lit as f. Um so <laughs> um they they were they were pretty awesome. Was so much um, do. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> And I think this was one of the nights where I think two people were throwing, like, a cast party. Or there was, like, two different locations. Um, but my my friend was driving. I'm not going to say her name because I don't want to call her out on the, the podcast. But um, in case for whatever reason she's listening. <laughs> but um, we were driving uh, on the south side of Great Bend, I think. Not like anyone has a frame of reference of that. But we were coming off this road. She took a uh, corner a little bit too wide, was in the other lane of traffic, so very wide, and uh, 
this cement truck was barreling down towards us going probably like 55, 60 miles per hour, like straight towards Jeez. us. And she just grips the wheel and she goes, up, 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 up. <laughs> and that's when, that's when like I was talking about like that, that slow motion time thing, like everything kind of slows down. And I looked forward and I'm looking into the headlights of this fucking cement truck, this cement truck, pardon my French. And, um, I look over at her while she's making the sound, and I'm like, this is the last thing I'm going to hear <laughs> before I die. And then the crushing of the engine block <laughs> is like this semi just barrels through the car. Um, thankfully, she uh, she turned out of the way at the last second, avoided the truck. We almost went off the road, and then she, she stabilized it. But um, I have never been that calm in my entire life. <laughs> Like, oh my god! Like I was like, okay, this is this is it. I'm okay with this. Well, I just wish that I've made you know, peace with my life. The last thing I was hearing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess I guess I get to continue now. So yeah, that did was you, that was my uh, this is it moment. So did you have the whole uh, you know the life flash before your eyes thing happen? No, I, I did not. Yeah. It was just everything okay. got really slow, and I was just super calm and ready for the end. So. <laughs> <laughs> If I'm going out, weird feeling. So I'm going out like a man. I just, yeah. <laughs> They'll never say that that I that I I shied away from my death. I had no control as I went straight on into a cement truck. Oh my god. But uh, yeah, I just felt like uh, sharing that. So um, yeah, I had that incident happen a couple weeks ago. Refreshed my memory of that high school uh, event, and I just wanted to. To share it with with all of you there out there listening. So, all right. Oh gosh. <laughs> well, on that morbid tone, we'll go ahead and wrap it up for the week. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. This has been uh, Chase Pumford and David Webster. Uh, please, uh, thank you for those of you listening on SoundCloud, on iTunes, on Google Play. Please help spread us You're out beautiful. there. Help us get out there. Share us with your friends. Send them the link. Post the link on your Facebook, on your Twitter. Leave us a comment, leave us a review, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Please let us know you're listening. Let us know you Please. like us. Let us know you hate us. We don't care. We kind of care. We care a little bit. Um, but really, hey, we we do exposure. appreciate. Yeah, we we really do appreciate everybody who's been listening to this. As we've we've just been we've had a lot of fun uh, making these, and we're we're looking forward to some of the things that we've we've got in mind for for some for some later dates. So. Uh, please keep listening. Please keep subscribing. Please keep sharing us out there. It, it really means a lot to us. So thank you so much, guys. And uh, for this week, this has been Chase and David. Make a podcast. Say goodbye, David. See ya.